0: the top players and legends to the very best analysts around the world from wherever the beautiful game is played this is BTP. now we're talking football
1: Yes, hello folks, welcome to another special episode of Beyond the Pitch, and I, say, I must say I'm absolutely delighted to be joined with the magnificent Andy Green. it's no introduction for me, uh, the magnificent Andy who works for BN Sports of course, Premier Sky Sports, Talk Sport, everything like that, here to talk about the Premier League, let me welcome to the show, Andy, how you doing mate, thank you.
0: I'm good so actually, thanks, how are you guys over
1: there? Not too bad, not too bad, thankfully these weird... It's a weird time we're going through, uh, and when I mean a weird time, I mean what I just saw in the Premier League last weekend, Everton sitting top, which you must be delighted about, uh, Liverpool mm-hmm. letting in seven, United letting in six, we'll start with Liverpool, Andy. They let in seven, um, we saw when Klopp won the league in the Bundesliga, his final season, the season after that, Bruce Dortmund were awful, surely we're not going to see similar with Liverpool. No, not. No,
0: no. <laughs> uh, obviously, as an Evertonian they're sitting top, I'd like to say <laughs> they, they wouldn't be able to challenge. But no, listen, Phil, there are too many good players. They've got a fantastic array of, of footballers. Um, and they've added to that with Thiago Alcantara as well. And and you, you have to remember that, um, you know, we're in strange times and everyone, everyone's at a kind of different level, Phil. It's a really strange beginning of the season. I don't know... Normally, you could pretty much judge how teams are fitness-wise and preparation-wise. I think it's been impossible to judge after four games just where people are. Listen, it was an awful night for Liverpool. And fairness to Klopp, I thought his assessment of the game was a good one. At time uh, they could easily have been up Liverpool. I don't mm-hmm. think that um, we, we could doubt that. Uh, Villa rode their luck a little bit. That was because they were adventurous took a chance. But no, I would be very surprised if... Uh, I would be happy if I'm in this league, Phil, to finish above Liverpool, because if I do this year, I think I'll go pretty close to winning it.
1: What went wrong against Villa then?
0: Defensively, they were awful. Um, not like them. They got caught. They've been caught a couple of times, you know, with, 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 defend, with teams who are prepared to go at them uh, and play balls in behind them. And I thought Villa exploited the space in the back. They, they, they like a high line because they've got pace. If you look across the back four, they're quick. So they kind of think they could trust themselves, I think. But -hmm. what Villa did was exploit it really well, test them time and time again uh, when they had the football. Didn't try and play through them, but tried to play down the sides of them and over the top of them. And had Liverpool running back towards the goals an awful lot on the night. And listen, it went their way. Everything pretty much Villa hit went in. Three deflected goals tells you (laughs) pretty much a lot of what you need to know. Uh, that goes your way. But if you're going to beat the champions of England and you've just avoided relegation the season before, it, as Aston Villa did, you've got to get a little bit of luck in the game, Phil, and they did. And I also think the fact that, um, that no crowd there um, is helping a lot of clubs and, and a lot yeah. of players at, at, at this particular moment in time.
1: Well, let me move over to Manchester United. They lost 6-1. Um, it could have been worse, it could have been more. It kills me to say it is as a United fan, um, but it could have been much worse. What happened there?
0: Well, if I was, uh, if I was talking about two giant teams, Liverpool and Manchester United, who would have be more fearful for this season? It would be Manchester United. I thought the reaction uh, to uh, Martial sending off was, was pitiful. I thought they were uh, really, really poor. Uh, I, I was speaking to Peter Reid the day after that, and we were talking about the game. And you know, I, I kind of said to him, "Can you imagine the great Manchester United side with Keane and, and Bruce and Pallister and Scholes and Beckham and Giggs, and, and our great Everton side in the mid eighties mm-hmm. it was winning everything. I said, "If we if that happened to us, with ten minutes to go, fifteen minutes to go at half time, and we lost a player, and we were two one down, we would make sure that the score at half time was still two one, yeah, so that you could get in at half time, have a chat, get the gaffer in." sort a few things out and maybe nick a point in the second half with a, with a set play. Um, but they, they just they just submitted. It was yeah. like they were 4-1 four, four down by half-time. You don't do that if you're a good team. You don't do that if you're the right type of player. I remember an FA Cup semi-final, out. So I, I commented on at Villa Park, of all places, when Manchester United, the last ever yep. replayed. I remember it well. Makeup, I think you'll remember it yourself. I do. When when, when Roy gets sent off, Keno got sent off in the yep. first half. And what happened? Who went on and won the tie? Manchester United. Now, that's what great players do and great teams do. And they were playing against a better team. I think you know they were playing against the top Arsenal side that night as well. Remember. Well,
1: so, <coughs> your commentary on so that, that night.
0: That sorry, so that's what I mean about yeah. about what I, I would be really worried if I was Manchester United because they were awful when they went you, down to 10 men and there's absolutely no reason for them to be awful Phil
1: well it's funny because um, <clears throat> many great moments like that whole 99 run the commentaries is as iconic as the games almost itself and I still remember your commentary for Giggs's goal he just bobbed and <laughs> weaved and bobbed and weaved when he needed to finish <laughs> my god did he give us one <laughs> it was absolutely magnificent thank you for that but um would you be worried about the heart and the, and the character on that Manchester United team? Roy Keane said that these players, do Mourinho, under the bus, will do the same, the Souls go. Would you be worried about the heart in that team?
0: I would be worried about it. Where is the leadership, Phil? So where was it? Where was it at the weekend? Where was the captain? Where was Harry? Harry? Is he a captain? Where did he stand up? He was captain, yeah, I think he was But no, captain, no, but he? is he a captain? You mean, would you, well, would you say Maguire's he's got a, captain? To prove <laughs> a captain? Harry Maguire has to prove that he's. He's been given the armband. Mm-hmm. He's got to prove that he's, um, he, can, he can get his team. I never saw anybody going round each other. Yeah. Uh, you know, not digging each other out, but, you know, supporting them and backing them up and saying, come on, let's get to halftime. Let's make sure we don't concede another. We'll take 2-1 now, and then we can sort things out. Gaffer can sort it out with his coaching staff at halftime. But no, I just saw a team capitulate. I really did. And I didn't see a leader on the pitch. Mm-hmm. Now, playing football, Phil, is easy when you're winning. Yeah. You don't need leaders. It's easy. Ask anybody who's ever won things and they'll tell you that the least coaching you ever need to do in football is when your team are playing well and you're winning football matches. It's, much, it's so easy to be a player and it's much easier to be a coach. When it is, when you have to earn your, your corner is when things are going against you. That's when you dig in. That's when you dig deep. That's when you show the quality. And, and the, the, I think for people at Roy Keane looking at that game must have looked at it and thought, what, what am I watching here? This would never have happened. Yeah, with the team I played in, and he's right. And although the game's moved on, don't don't tell me it's moved on so far that you cannot still have the qualities that previous Manchester United had. Of you know, Liverpool had under Sunes and the yeah. people we had at Everton with Peter Reed, myself, Graham Sharp. You know, we players who not only played well, but when they needed to dig in, roll up the sleeves, and show their leadership qualities and the character, they did. I didn't see that from, from Manchester United the last weekend. I really didn't, Phil.
1: Would you be worried about their transfer window also?
0: <clears throat> you have to be. Mm-hmm. Because they spent that much time, are we getting Sanko, are we not getting Sanko? Will we do a deal with his agent? Will we not do a deal with his agent? Will we do a deal with Dom? eventually go fed up and says, you know what, he's staying here. Now listen, the one thing that would worry me as well if I was a United fan, if Jadon Sanko absolutely wanted to go to Manchester United this summer, he would be there. Mm-hmm. That's it. End of. He would be there. The club would have found a way if he said, listen, I want definitely to come, get it done, I'm there. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying it won't happen, but it just if the if a, if a player wants it to happen, nine times out of ten it does. And it didn't. So, they've had a pretty average window. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And the, the others have seemed to have taken strides. Uh, when they haven't but I think they may have thought well we've got a decent squad now we've got a decent group um, and we can go on but they've had, a, they've had a real shot across their bow they really have and, and it'll be interesting to see how they respond in the next two or three weeks Phil well, I think that's important you know yeah. uh, they've they play the game less if they win their game in hand you know what I mean they'll, they'll be back up they'll be back up the table a little bit a little further that won't look so bad but right now um you know, they've got, they've got a lot of work to do, Manchester United. They really have.
1: What about Cavani? What do you think of Cavani?
0: Cavani's a top <laughs> player. I've loved Edinson Cavani. Uh, always loved watching him play for Paris Saint-Germain. Thought he was top, top bracket. But He's 33 years of age. Mm-hmm. And he's coming into the toughest league in the world, I think. I really believe that. Um, and then there, there are no... Well, there shouldn't be any easy games. And there are very few where you could say, oh, this, is, this is a walk in the park. Uh, we could beat this team, uh, but that doesn't happen. So it'll be interesting to see how quickly he settles, where he plays, who's left out. Um, I, I, I don't know. He's, will they play him off the off the right side, and you know, and keep Martial and Rashford on the side and leave Mason Greenwood out? I don't know. Will they play him at the top end of the pitch as a centre forward that he has mainly been used at? What will that mean for Anthony Martial? We know how. Anthony can spit the dummy a little bit when, you know, yeah. he's not getting picked and things aren't going his way and whatever. So I think they've got one or two decisions to make as to where he plays and how often he plays. He's 33 years of age, remember? But then again, Slatan came in, played most of the time he was asked to. Um, so And I think Cavani's looked after himself, Phil. I think he's a terrific athlete. Yeah. Great pro. Looks fit. Looks trim. And, uh, and I think... It, I think he won't have a problem playing. It's just where he plays and and how often.
1: Well, let me move it on to your boys. Everton, unbelievable start. Four wins out of four. Mm. This feels like a totally different Everton. You see James Rodriguez. You see uh, Charlison, You see Count Dominic Cavaloon. This looks like a whole different Everton. (laughs) He rebuilt the midfield. You must be delighted with what you're seeing so far.
0: Yeah, not just just the additions. I think the way that they've played uh, has been refreshing for Evertonians. You know, I think this is the way that, um, that Ancelotti likes to play. It's, it's, it's fast football, it's, it's forward football. They don't play too many passes across the back, needless passes, trying to just impress people with the fact that they have a 1,000 passes. They're much better at getting the ball forward, through the lines quicker. Um, the recruitment's been very good, Phil, very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that mm-hmm. midfield that we see there, that were the three players he brought in, Alan. Uh, Ducori and and James, as you said, have been terrific. They're all experienced. That's the that's the key. These are not sort of huge buys for for the future, but they're, they're buys for now in the next three or four years probably, um, because they're all seasoned pros. They've all got good pedigrees and sat in there nicely. And, and, and add Andre Gomez fit again, looking like the player we know he he is. Um, that's a terrific midfield. And then when you look at the front end, well, with Chalice on one side, Rodriguez the other, very different in the way they go about their game. And then Calvert Lewin is just having one of those little spells right now, hope it continues, that front men have from time to time when everything he seems to touch at the moment is is turning to gold. So, very good. But they haven't forgot defensively. They look much more solid defensively. They've added Godfrey from Norwich into that group now, the centre back. So, that's a good good sign as well. I I couldn't be more delighted, Phil, with the, the way they look. But I'm really pleased at the way they're playing the football. It's the type of football Evertonians like to see. Creating chances, getting the ball forward, getting it in the penalty area. Look at the score goals. That's what they are. They're not a team that wants to spend, you know, as I say, 70% of the time with the ball in their own half, passing amongst themselves. That's not Ancelotti's way. And, and I'm delighted with it all. So it's early. It's very early. We know that. Um, and the massive game coming up this weekend, the derby. Mm-hmm. Uh, will we'll, we'll give us an idea where we are both teams I guess you know Liverpool in all honesty I'm a bit gutted that we are after the thrashing they took at Villa because <laughs> yeah, be you kind of feel that they'll be up for it don't you mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> so Everton are going to have to play very very well but I think it's a great it's a great little barometer to see how far down the line we've come early on this season
1: what is realistic for them this season is that a team that can qualify for Champions League Andy?
0: What do I look, at? I look at? I look at pre-season, I've looked at Man City and, and, and probably Liverpool has been odds-on, Champions League top four. Then you look below that, and, and what do we see? We see an, an Arsenal side in transition, trying to find a way back. We see a Chelsea side who have bought tons of talent. We know that. Absolutely tons of talent. But Frank will need to find a formation and, and an eleven that will we'll get them results continuously and, and get them going. Leicester, I think, will struggle to stay up there And the way yeah. they have. Spurs are an interesting one, you know, with Jose. Mm-hmm. You look at their group of players, they've probably got two players for every position in the team at the moment. and that, that That's hugely strong. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, again, how they cope. So, And I think Everton come in amongst them right now. So I think there's a, a definite top six in Everton definite top six if they mm. keep believing and well then who's to say they can't finish in a Champions League place I know that Ancelotti wants that that's the beauty for me as well we have a coach who's saying to his players I want to play in the Champions League again I want to coach in the Champions League again and I'd like to do it with you guys so that's that's our aim and I like that I like when a coach says I want to finish as high as I can not oh, I'll take a top ten but I want to get as high as I can so I like that Phil
1: Let me ask you about Man City, because Pep Guardiola, we know his reputation as a coach is never on quest, and he's an absolute magnificent coach, but this is not what we're used to seeing with Pep Guardiola teams. This is a Man City that uh, still look like they're trying to put right things from from previous seasons. What's going on with Man City and Pep? I don't know.
0: I just think that, as I've said to you about this league, I think Liverpool Mm -hmm. will find out this season. You know, I was told a couple of years ago, um, we were. All, everyone was telling me that now we are going to see ten years of dominance from Manchester City. No one's going to get near them when they mm-hmm. got their hundred points and whatever. and I said no, that doesn't happen this season. Sorry, you know we've we. It doesn't. People, teams don't get allowed to dominate like that. And and I said I don't think they will. And they didn't. And man and Liverpool have come and taken their title uh, by some distance. And and they've had a an iffy start to the season. I mean the 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 result against Leicester was a shock. <clears throat> Pardon me and uh, But Leicester were excellent They were clinical um, and, and Man City defended badly They've got to sort out the defence So it's as simple as mm-hmm. that for me I'd get Aguero back as quick as I can yep. You know they, 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 they look vulnerable at the back still And yet they shouldn't be They've got good players um, And I think that, um, that, that, that Once he settles again On the centre-back partnership I think Diaz coming in with um, will Will help them uh, and I think that uh, when he finds Laporte I'm sure will be his partner I'm pretty sure that'll be the two and he gets them playing regularly and doesn't change it too much which he's prone to do I don't think that helps him then they'll probably settle down and start to defend better um, but they're, they're, they're just a little off colour at the moment and um, they've got a really big game there as so well to come back to Arsenal who will fancy it going up there yep. but it's a good game for City to, to, to play because they know they've got to get things right so you know they've got they've got Look, great players fantastic players there's no doubt about that they'll, they'll create chances and score goals we know that but they've got to stop them going in at the other end they're a little bit too uh, porous at the other end um, they're a little too leaky sure. and uh, and I think the teams are taking advantage of it now so uh, and we'll see I mean they've got as I say they've got some big games coming up um, with, the, with the Champions League kicking in as well so they're going to have to be at their best uh, and I think I don't ever worry about them long term. But what they won't want is for for other teams, like you know, the teams that might be in the title race, to get too far ahead of them.
1: Let me ask you about Mourinho because it seems like he's finally getting his feet on the table at Spurs. Uh, I want to get your opinion on him and Gareth Bale coming back.
0: Well, as I've said, I, I think Josie's done brilliant work in the transfer market, and I think he's he's, he's assembled a squad now they're a group of players. Like I've said to you, that, are, are, that they've got two two players for every position. You know, you've he's, he's got Doherty and the you know, from Real Madrid. He's been brought in. Two terrific players at the back. Then they've got Hoiberg in. He might not be everyone's favourite, Hoiberg, but he does a job that's, that Mourinho likes to do. Somebody who digs in simple things, gets it, gives it. There's nothing fancy about his football. He's got him And then, of course, um, with Vinicius, another one, 25 years of age, right age. Yeah. Good to have been, if Harry Kane's injured, to stick him in. Even play alongside him sometime. And then, of course, Gareth Bale is the big one that they've, um, they've got in and invested in. So it's, it's looking good. And, and I think they've surprised everybody with, with the seven goals against Maccabi Haifa. OK, you might say it's Maccabi Haifa, but look at the record books. I bet Maccabi Haifa don't get beat seven very often, even in the Champions League. And then they go and ha- they whack Manchester United six. So <laughs> this, is a, this is a Tottenham side that seems to, seem to be enjoying Josie and, and enjoying what he's asking them to do. Of course, there'll be bigger tests ahead for them. There's no doubt about that, Phil. But mm-hmm. I think that there might be some good times ahead for, for Tottenham. As I've said, I like the group of players I've got. I like the strength and depth. It's probably better than... I would say the strength and depth right now is, bet- is only matched by I would say Chelsea I think Chelsea are the only other team that could probably pick two teams two different teams and they'd be good enough to play Premier League football so that's a measure of where Josie's got them at the moment so I'm interested to see how they play how they compete this year uh, I know he's moaning about overuse of players already Josie, but that wouldn't be Josie if he didn't have <laughs> he did again. <laughs> so,
1: Let me ask you uh, yeah, sorry, man, I'm go looking ahead. forward to that Last question, mate. I appreciate you doing this. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm not sure if you've had a chance to look at Project Big Picture and take a look at the details of this, but uh, if you have, what's your opinion on it, Andy? I've
0: I've not gone any great depth, Phil. I've I've skimmed Mm -hmm. over it and read a few pieces on it today. Um, I don't like it. I don't like giving... uh, the, the, The first thing I don't like is giving them the power to six clubs to dictate and make all big decisions. And that looks to me what this... Project is all about is that the six big clubs up there, uh, regardless of what they feel, will make the big decisions that will that will means that every other club in the Premier League will have to abide by them, whether they like it or not. Um, I, I'm, I'm rather concerned about all that about trying to reduce it to 18 teams. Um, they're trying to buy more time to to, to get rid of the League Cup. Uh, and, and just there's so much happening. Mm-hmm. It's almost like uh, while the pandemic's on. It's almost like, you know, let's let's bury bad news under more bad news. Do you know what I'm saying? There's that much <laughs> bad news at the moment yeah. that nobody's going to miss a bit more bad news. But it's football we're talking about. It's the Premier League we're talking about. You know, bad news. It doesn't get buried like that. People are up in arms. And I think that the, the vast majority of our are anti it. And I think a lot of clubs will be anti it. Yes, the big fix might be for it. But that's I think it's short-termism, Phil. The, the success of this league, and, and I'm pretty sure you'll agree, watching it or you, you're the guys that you do in the states, mm-hmm. what makes it attractive is its competitiveness. it's the fact that we've had five different champions in the last eight years. That doesn't yeah. happen in any other league, not any other big league. You know, you get Barcelona and mm-hmm. Real Madrid. That's it. You get Bayern Munich. That's it. You get Paris Saint Germain. That's it. You know, you get Juventus. Mm-hmm. That's it. The Premier League doesn't give you that, but if the Big Six get their way, it might, and it might just become a closed shop. I don't want it to be that. I don't want the pyramid system to be affected. Um, it's just, you know, I, 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 I just don't like it, it and it's, it's, it's interesting. Two biggest clubs, Liverpool and United, who, have, who are American owned,
1: yeah, and
0: we know how America runs its sport.
1: It's
0: governed yeah. by money. It's governed by correct. money, and and I don't want. There's enough money in our sport for everyone to make a really healthy living, as we can see, and make a lot of money from it. Um, but I don't want us to change the fabric of what makes the Premier League and, in particular, British British football. I'm not just going to say English, but British football, uh, what it is. But particularly the Premier League, it's not been um, the the product that the world has screamed for for 20 years by being a closed shop, by not being competitive. It's the competition that makes it what it is and I don't want to lose that Phil and I think if we go down this road we might just lose it
1: I couldn't couldn't agree couldn't agree with more Andy 100% and you're absolutely right mate and listen Andy it's an absolute pleasure as always mate you're so kind with your time thank you so much for doing this and I wish you all the best pal cheers mate bye bye